Welcome to Limited Time Only, the podcast for anyone who feels there aren't enough hours in their life. Limited Time Only is a mix of chat, comedy sketches and interviews with interesting people. We hope that we will make you smile, laugh and feel a bit brighter about the whole life, death and everything in between malarkey. Essentially, we're dissecting the human condition, just using a rubber chicken rather than a scalpel. I'm Esther and I'm Susie and And this this is Limited Limited Time Time Only. This week is time for getting on a bit. We are going to have a think about getting older, getting on a bit, and the things that we're most afraid of or worried about in terms of getting older. Because there are probably quite a few things, but maybe they can be debunked. Maybe we don't need to worry about them. So let's get them off our chests. Our ample chest. Actually, mine's not ample at all. Um... (laughs) Mine, you can have some of mine. Mine is could huge. Just uh, lend me a bit. <laughs> a bit of bust. Redress the balance. I'm Kelly Brookian proportions. <laughs> and I'm uh, just a brook. <laughs> Flat brook. <laughs> Running along the ground. Um, a beautiful, beautiful sparkling beautiful. brook. Yes. Um, completely yes. flat. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> And I'm the Mulvern Hills. I'm not worried about sagging. That's one thing. (laughs) I mean, I have to sleep in a bra because uh, I I do worry about sagging. But actually, I'm quite fortunate. They still stay where they should when I do have a bra (laughs) off. And uh, and they haven't got any stretch marks. You don't need to lean backwards to stay upright. No, they're not that. They are quite heavy, but they're... um... They are sizable. Yes, very sizable. So next week, we'll do a a weight test. (laughs) Yes. Weighing Esther's breasts. Wee! I was actually called, uh, some boys at school used to call me Brester. Oh, goodness. That, I mean, that's... Oh, I like it. I, I mean, kudos. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, this has gone in a very different direction. It has. Breasts, <laughs> okay. yes. So we're going to take it in turns to go through our three, the three things that we're most afraid of slash worried about in terms of getting older. Okay, so I'll start. Um, my first one is... Um, loss of mobility hearing sight those things that I kind of take for granted now and mainly because well I love playing netball and that's that'll be quite tricky if I can't <laughs> move um I like hearing myself speak um do you have to speak louder if you lose your hearing I, I'm not sure I think you do don't you and also it gets very irritating for other people um yes and and also it would affect my dates going out to discos with my toy boys if I can't yes you know dance or listen to the music and also my sight I'm worried about losing my sight as well I mean I'm quite short-sighted as it is but frankly if I lose my sight I'm not going to be able to see Harry Styles when he's pouring my tea oh that's a good point and you would want to have a look at that (laughs) if I'm going to be going out with Harry when I'm 80 and he's He's my toy boy. Then I need to be able to see him. Is is that something that you hope I'm, happens, Harry Styles? I mean, he's a very attractive young man. I am aware that when I'm 80, he will also be older. So Old. maybe I, need, I just need yeah. to... I mean, that's the sort of image I want, but it'll have to be someone yes. who is probably not born yet. <laughs> yeah, and he's only about 13 years is younger. He? Yeah, so maybe you want... But yeah, he's, he's like 29, something like that. Um, the second thing I'm most afraid of is the thought that daytime telly will be my life because it's just a terrifying thought. Um, I don't watch much television as it is, 
But I've just got this idea that when I'm sort of, you know, in the care home, that's all I'll be doing. Do you know, that kind of appeals to me, though. I love a bit of Phil and Holly. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like the idea of, oh, I can't can't move around the fat lot, so I'm just going to watch... I mean, I'm not a Holmes under the hammer girl, but I do like a bit of Phil and Holly. And I like to watch this morning at Christmas. And I wrap presents because they usually have the nativity and things like that on. And I find it really comforting. You're just preparing for that day when you can't do anything else. and not living my life. Just living it vicariously. Not doing anything. (laughs) When I'm ill, you see, I watch daytime telly. So so to me, Holmes under the hammers, absolutely love it when I've got horrible flu. So I equate daytime television with with severe illness. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's why I'm slightly nervous about it. If I'm catching doctors at 2.15, I mean, I do know when it's on. Uh, I know that I'm not very well. (laughs) Well, no, you see, if I was ill, I used to, both my parents worked and I'd go to my grandma's for the day. And she was the best nurse. And my grandpa would pop out the shops and always buy me three chocolate bars. And I would lie on the sofa and I would milk it for the entire week. Because we'd get to Thursday and my dad would say, there's no point in you going back to school tomorrow. So I loved being off ill and would really try hard to be off ill and so i i've got a real positive association because she was so brilliant to come on little chick she'd say and get me on the sofa and and so i actually i don't mind that and even my dad has i've heard my dad say oh i'd like to be a bit ill on the sofa (laughs) not really ill just a bit ill on the sofa the last time i was well i mean apart from early motherhood when you just sit on the sofa and feed a child i remember watching the entire first series of peaky blinders in one day oh wow I didn't feel very well so uh, yeah. rather than having a good old nap I um I watched that instead which I enjoyed very much um and was quite sad when I didn't feel ill enough to to repeat the binge watch the next day oh maybe you'll get a nice light cold soon and then you can sit and watch something yeah, again I'll, I'll give that a go <laughs> um and then the third thing is um I'm quite afraid of uh, having to take coach trips because I I, I get very travel sick um so, you know, I'm imagining going to Margate for the day. Um, yes. Visiting a few National Trust properties, which I will enjoy. I'm craving that. Um, oh, God, me too. I'd love a good National Trust property. Absolutely. Um, but getting there is worrying me. Um, <laughs> so... I don't know. I mean, if I can't see, I'm not going to be able to drive myself. But that's why you've had children, isn't it? So that they'll just look after you and take you everywhere. It's their payback for not letting you sleep for years. Yes, that is true. So maybe I shouldn't worry so much about the coach trips. No, just, you know, guilt them into it um, or threaten to take away their inheritance. Yeah, well, it's not really something they should be worried about because I don't think there's going to be any... Because the other thing, I really don't like those little tubs of uh, travel sweets. They are, I can't think of anything worse other than a cough sweet. Would you be able to instead perhaps have um, a Percy pig or something else? They were. Or Werther's? Is that that proven? Is that an appropriate? Is it just sucking? Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, a Werther's would be good. I love a Werther's. I like a Werther's. Or a lemon sherbet. But I could inhale it and die. Well, that's true. Yes, that's true. Lodge in my throat. I think I'll avoid sweets okay. and coaches and daytime telly. I'm loving that, that you're worried about, you're 42 and you're worried about coach trips when you're old and <laughs> the sweets you'll have to eat. I mean, I think they're valid. Yeah? I think it's valid. I mean, it's interesting that some of the things that, that terrify you, I'm quite excited about. <laughs> 
I love a travel suite. I'm loving that I'm going to have to sit down and watch this morning all day. I mean, it probably won't be Holly and Phil by the time I'm an old, old lady. Um, but um, mind you, we'll probably... I mean, will we get old? I don't know. Life's changing, isn't it? They're starting to say that in a few years they'll have the age reversal. I read a book called Ageless and it was... Well, no, I haven't read the book. I heard the man talking about it. Look at me. My subconscious <laughs> putting me ahead of myself trying to make me sound grand. I've read. I've read the entire works of Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, no, hang on. I read the blurb. And he, the, this guy, I, heard, I saw him being interviewed and then I read, read the blurb on the book and um, he was saying that soon they they're going to know how we can become ageless so that people won't develop diseases and then we'll we'll still die obviously but will there'll be less ill health that'd be great so hopefully these things may not happen the negative aspects of aging may well they hopefully won't happen for our kids we'll see although there's going to be climate change isn't there so uh, i mean it's all still doom and gloom is it (laughs) i won't be able to play netball go to the disco and i'm just gonna die anyway so what's it matter my three things are um the first one is exactly the same as yours loss of movement brain power i'm worried that i'll you know i'll get dementia or something and i won't know who anybody is like because i think that would be just scary um but yeah just not being able to move in the same way or do things that concerns me and perhaps losing my hearing or sight or something like that that i find yeah the the things that i wouldn't be able to do anymore um people talking at you like you're an idiot (laughs) (laughs) sorry love what did you say yeah we might need to bleep this warning naughty square word coming up specifically but I saw Judy Dench in the interview that she did with um, Maggie Smith and, and all the dames that was on oh, the yes. BBC, which was brilliant. And she, who is such a glorious, formidable, strong woman, she got, I think it was stung by a hornet. And um, and when the paramedic came in, she said he looked about 17 and he was just really patronising to her. And he said, have we got a carer? And she said, you fuck off. <laughs> Which I love because, you know, this that kind of being spoken down to and that, you know, assumption that because you're wrinkly that and older that you can't take care of yourself and you need a carer. I mean, well done, Judy Dench. I hope I'm like that. It's just the use of the word we, isn't it, as well? Yes. Have we got... what? Excuse me, I'm an individual. I'm a person. Yes. In my own right. Can you acknowledge me as such? Why do I have to be suddenly infantilized um very weird that was a good impression by the way thank you very much i'd I'd quite like you to do it again okay shall i (laughs) you fuck off (laughs) yeah and i like the way she used the word you yes i mean that is actor intelligence like bam right there isn't it she just switched it round Oh, JD, JD, DJD. But that talking to people like there is so weird. I don't know when that happens, but you kind of get to a certain point and suddenly mm. they just don't seem very capable or you get to, you, they speak yeah, to you like, like a, a child. child, like speaking more loudly and oh, they wouldn't really understand that or yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm worried about that. Slightly childish yeah. language. Yeah, it's very strange. The third one is loss of opportunity that as you get older, 
and I think that's changing but as you get older there just seems to be um, just things that you're not going to be able to do yeah but you'll have coach trips yeah coach trips and the, uh, this is actually a fourth one but the, 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 which is actually maybe I shouldn't say this one but not ageing actually I'm scared of ageing but then I'm equally scared of not ageing because what's the alternative I've got loads of things I want to do yet what what <laughs> I don't understand well I mean as in if you're not ageing then you're dying or you're dead Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah, but then you wouldn't know, would you? No, that's true. Unless I'm sort of end up in some weird limbo. So you're scared of purgatory. I yes. am. Oh, yes. Scared of purgatory. Well, let's get existential. Yes. Um. We interrupt this programme with a U-bash. Today raised more questions than it answered, as usual. Questions like, who do I think I am? Why haven't I done anything memorable yet? And when will I ever be truly happy? Unfortunately, I wasn't available for comment, so we will return to this story every day for the next 45 years. Goodbye. What are your things that you're looking forward to? The things I'm most looking forward to, well, after a year of COVID, um, I am very much looking forward to my kids growing up and leaving home. <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got the champagne on ice. <laughs> it's going to be another... At least 16, 17 years. But I've written it in the diary. It's going to happen. You're going to kick your youngest out of the door on his 18th birthday. It's time for you to go and, you know, bugger (laughs) off. (laughs) Leave me alone. Um, Let me go to the toilet in peace. (laughs) Yes. I I was meant to have an hour, an hour to myself uh, two days ago. And I went upstairs. The the husband was there ready to play with the kids. And and I had 12 minutes. (laughs) Oh, wow. 12, 12 minute record, a record. Luxury. So, um, I'm looking forward to 12 years plus yes. um, of that. I'm also looking forward to senior citizens discount. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am going to rinse that. I am going to every single play. I am going to get, oh, you can get great deals. Um, food, clothes, everything I can get a discount on. It's happening. I've suddenly got a vision of you on a mobility scooter <laughs> with cash in your hands, sort of pushing it up, you know, like people do. <laughs> You're in the strip club, just pushing money up so it's flying out your hand. Bring it on. There is a fantastic woman who lives just around the corner from us and she's got a mobility scooter, which is, it's not just any old mobility scooter. It is a fully covered car um, and she sits in it and it's white with a go faster stripe and it's got her name on the side <gasps> which is actually sue oh my um God. and she she has a fag in her mouth just honestly you could not make it up she has a, a fag sticking out of her mouth and she drives it on the road which is really dangerous oh my god uh, being overtaken by, you know, articulated lorries, uh, double-decker buses. And she just has this fag sticking out of her mouth and she just goes... And it's the funniest, the funniest thing I've ever seen on a road. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. We love it. It's a joy. She sounds like my ideal person. She sounds incredible. <laughs> if, you're waiting, if you're waiting to cross the road and Sue is one of the cars that's going across the road at a very slow pace... I mean, you know, the speed of mobility scooters with a fag hanging out of her mouth with a look of determination on her face. I don't care if you think I'm slow. I'm just going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on trucking. She's amazing. She sounds like a badass. 
She sounds incredible. She sounds... I'm picturing her dressed like Baddie Winkle, that internet sensation who, who whose tagline is stealing your men since 1923. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, Baddie. Love her. Yes, Baddie Winkle. I don't know what Sue wears because I can't see because um, she's she's hidden from the the neck down by her yes. <laughs> by her mobility um, vehicle. But um, I'm imagining that now. She's definitely got sequined pants. It's amazing. Uh, and the third thing I'm most looking forward to is uh, free travel. Boom. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yep. Get me on that bus. I'm gonna go everywhere. <laughs> But not a coach. Not a coach. Oh, no. Buses, fine. Coaches, uh-uh. Don't know why. Is it sort of claustrophobia or like a... Maybe, or suspension. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, buses tend to have more free air travelling around, don't they? And coaches can be a bit, yeah, stuffy. And also, on a bus, you can get off whenever you want. Yeah. Whereas on a coach, you're kind of... If you're on for two hours, you're on for two hours. Trapped next to the toilet. Yeah. yeah, but but you know, I am excited about those things, and I, you know, you said you were worried about lack of opportunities. I think there's a lot of opportunities there for enjoying yourself. It seems to me the thing that you're most excited about about getting older is discounts. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm all about the discount. <laughs> and your kids going <laughs> when a young person's rail card still still grieving. I haven't got one of those. Yes, um, student discount. I I went back to study at the age of 29 for a year and um, I had a student discount card then and a young person's rail card again or a student rail card or something oh so good yeah brilliant aren't they I do miss mine actually and you'd always get such a big discount whenever you went anywhere it was wonderful I hadn't thought about that as as regards to aging but I'm I'm excited (laughs) good I'm excited I fired you up free television license (laughs) yes oh yeah for your daytime tv watching (laughs) great (laughs) What about yours? Mine are, the first one is, I'm looking at Ford to calling everybody lady, <laughs> like Beck Gilroy and Rita Faircloth. Hey, lady. <laughs> think on, are you gonna go think northern? on, lady. Why are you going to go northern? <laughs> is it because everyone goes northern when they get older? I think it's because it's Manchester. I think I'm just going to become northern. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just used to love watching those old matriarchs. And they probably weren't old at the time because, well, Rita Fairclough is still in it. But um, I just loved watching those sort of formidable older women mm. who you just wouldn't mess with. And they'd be like, think on, lady, think <laughs> yes. on. And I just, I, I always thought, oh, one day I'll be really incredibly self-assured. Oh, yeah. And everyone will have massive respect for me and also be a little bit scared of me. And I'll just call everybody lady. Yes. The gravitas <laughs> I've always craved is going to come. Yes. With, with age yes. and a northern accent. It's going to be... <laughs> and a northern accent. When do you get it? Age 65? Is it pension age, kind of, uh, the northern perhaps, accent? Perhaps, yeah. Pension yeah. age. Yeah, pension age. Although Madonna's <gasps> nearly 65, isn't she? Maybe she's going to go... Should we northern? Uh, all right. Like a virgin. Ooh! Oh, <laughs> me back. Touched for the Hold very first. <laughs> My second is also kind of in the same vein... I've never wanted to dress like Joan Collins or that kind of glamorous older woman thing, but I've always kind of admired it and then thought, maybe when I'm old, I'll just start wearing like loads of pearl necklaces and neck scarves and like bling. And um, part of me thinks I could really sort of 
embrace that. And, and like Iris Apfel, have you ever seen Iris Apfel? She yeah. is, she's a brilliant um, American woman who's nearly 100 and she just wears these crazy, uh, when Johnny Depp was Willy Wonka in, in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, she wears those sort of colourful round spectacles and then she's all in like bright colours and I kind of think, yeah, maybe I'll just dye my hair purple or or maybe I'll go like Rita Fairclough, Joan Collins, kind of oh, yeah. very glamorous matriarch. Uh, uh, that's not how I just at all now, but maybe that's coming for me. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, well, I, I, I was thinking about that as well. Like similarly, kind of, I'd like to wear more outlandish clothes because yeah. why the hell not? And also, um, just you saying that about glamorous and, and things, I, I'm absolutely dreadful at putting lipstick on. I don't, I'm not, I think my lips might be the wrong shape for lipstick. They just sort of <laughs> spills over. I, I can't get it. I've watched YouTube videos and everything. I love red lipstick, but I very rarely wear it. I'll often put it on to go out and then and then rub it off in a fit of pique because it just, I just think it looks terrible. Um, so I think I'll just wear really bright coloured lipstick and not care that I look a bit like, I don't know, I've put it on while travelling on a coach and it's sort of gone up my face. I just won't care and I'll just do it anyway. <laughs> I've seen you in red lipstick and you look lovely. I think I get it right once every two years. Is it a lip liner you need? Are you having leakage? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I just can't. I can't do it. And I feel embarrassed and exposed. Oh, we well, see, I love a bold lip. I feel more confident. Yeah. I just need to get it right more than once every hundred times. Yeah, and then you wouldn't feel quite so vulnerable. Maybe you could do a tutorial for me. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not... Uh, amazing at it but yeah I just love a a bold lip yeah bold lip I love a bold lip lady I love a bold lip I love it <laughs> I love a bold lip me <laughs> what you wearing Revlon my my third thing is um, I'm looking forward to all the extra wisdom and knowledge and opportunities well I said <laughs> I'm worried about not having opportunities but all the things that I will have done by the time I get to that age and the things that yeah. I will have learnt and that I will go on to learn and that I can pass back down the wisdom back down. Pass the wisdom. Like a little down. Yoda. Like a little baton. That's a little baton. Little wisdom baton. Little Battenberg. <laughs> so I'm quite excited about that. I think that will be rather nice. Well, it's great. Yeah. Oh, I'm becoming Miss Marple. I'd quite like to become like a Miss Marple figure, you know, with a clutch bag and pearls and solving oh, murders. Yeah. Could we be a duo? Rosemary and Time. Oh, yeah, I never watched that. No, I didn't really, but it's the only elderly duo. I mean, I'm sorry to call them elderly, <laughs> but they we're older than me when the yes. project was made therefore they're old <laughs> anyone older than me even by six months I think oh crikey <laughs> yeah I, I can see us now solving crimes wearing outlandish yes. clothes with a bold lip mine half went my face um, watching daytime television travelling on the bus for free on our mobility scooters on our mobility scooters with our coupons being served tea by hot young men absolutely nailing old age <laughs> What are we doing today then? A makeover with a cut and colour, please. Right. Well, here at Sue Salon, we design our client's style based on profiling. Profiling? How old are you? Let me guess. 46? No, no, no. Hang on. 46 and three weeks. I'm 42 and a half. Oh. Kids then, is it? Two. Only two. So your profile is 40 to 49 bracket, heavy parenting. Ah. 
nuanced. We don't speak French in Sioux Salon. Makeup-wise, we want to draw focus. To my eyes? No, no, no. Away from your face. Oh, to my hair. Yes, more body and a vibrant colour. No, it's already hurting my eyes. We need to go drab, limp and lank. Why? Basically, you're only visible at the moment to other knackered parents and the extremely elderly. And we don't want to frighten them, do we? You're completely invisible to people under 30. And those in the 30 to 39 bracket see you as a warning. There, but for the grace of God, go I. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm... Really very tired looking, I know. People in the 50 to 59 bracket don't want to look at you. Their kids are older now and they don't want reminding of being that tired. And everyone over 60 is completely invisible to everyone anyway, so what they think doesn't count. But I don't want to be invisible. Inevitable, I'm afraid. It's a circle of life. Hakuna Matato. This is not what I wanted at all. How much is it going to cost? Oh, she's disappeared. How much, Sue? Good grief, you gave me a start. <laughs> it's £300. Oh, she's gone again. Denise, I'm going for my break, all right? I'm still here. I think I might just lie down for a bit. Esther, we're now going to play um, an inaugural round of How Old? <laughs> I'm very okay. excited. How old? How old? And this, this game has come out of the fact that whenever I listen to the radio, and it usually something like Smooth FM or even uh, XFM because they play quite a lot of 90s stuff. I, as well as enjoying the nostalgic twang of the music in my in the pit of my stomach, I always think, how old? <laughs> how old are they? Are they old enough to be my granddad? <laughs> what I'm going to do is give is give you a name of a, of a celebrity and uh, you yep. have to guess their age. Okay. I mean, it's not an extensive list. It won't take very long. <laughs> Okay. Um, I I think I'm going to be quite good at this because I have a weird thing that if you tell me your birthday once, I log it in yeah. a kind of Rain Man fashion and then I tend to remember this stuff. I can probably even tell you some of their birthdays if I've read it. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a skill. Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't get me very far other than remembering people's birthdays. But, but... I think that I think it does get you quite far because... Oh, I know for me personally, when I forget one of our mutual friends' birthdays, I just text you. Actually, and I that's know. true. Yeah. Uh, including my, my children's birthdays. <laughs> Esther, when is my son's birthday again? Wow. Yeah. Um, you probably know. I do. Both on the second, like I'm on the second. Yes. Yeah. She's very clever. She's very good. Okay. <laughs> okay, right. Here we go. How old? Adam Ant. So, Adam Ant was my first crush when I was about three. I oh, bought yeah. that single. So, would he have been in his 20s? So, maybe 60? He's a little bit older. 65. Very close. 66. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. My first crush. I'm going to have adding him in. Adding him in. Okay. The first person Slots I ever had a poster in. of. In my room, oh. and I have to say, I did snog it quite a lot. By snogging, I mean... With tongues? No. I mean, I was probably about 10, wasn't I? Pushing my lips oh. against it and moving my head around from side to side. Oh. It's almost cleaning oh. it, really, rather than snogging. Um, so his name is Morton Harkett from the band oh. Aha. Take on me, God take me. on me. How old? So, probably similar, 65. He's slightly younger, but you're in the right 60. ballpark. 61. He's 61. 61. That he's still fit. It's still weird that they're that age, isn't it? 
Well, my gran, when she hit her 40s, cut her hair short, had a perm and started wearing her mother's dresses. So she was old, young. and But everybody was like that. It was sort of once you hit 40 and old, people became older, younger, didn't they? Then if you look back at photographs, everybody seems older, younger. OK, next. Um, Paul McCartney. Oh, I know this. He is the same. Oh, my God. I even know his birthday. I actually know Paul McCartney's birthday because it's the same day as my <gasps> friend Hayley's. And it's the 18th of June. And he is 78, 79 oh, this gosh. year. You are freaky. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. That's so weird. I bet you'll okay. know this as well. Judy Dench. Okay. Oh, I love a bit of Judy. She is pushing 90, isn't she? Uh, it's, she was born in 1930. Esther. <laughs> So she, what does that, what year are we in? Uh, so she is 87 this yes. year. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Rubbish in exams, but give me your birthday and I'll know. How about Damon Albarn? Another one of my oh. crushes. <gasps> oh, I've touched his naked chest. Did you? Mm-hmm. In a moment of passion or? If only, con- if only. Um, <laughs> I, in fact, I had actually just split up with someone and um, that day and that evening um, I had tickets for Blur at the Wolverhampton Civic Hall yes. and I went with my friend Ruth and got quite drunk and um, got into the mosh pit at the front and um, he decided to uh, do a bit of crowd surfing and I made darn sure I was close enough to touch his sweaty... <laughs> No, I didn't do it with my tongue. I should have done that. No, I had to lean across quite a few people, get the tips of my fingers on onto his, his sweaty chest. And I still haven't washed them. Oh, I think he's going to be scary. I think he's going to be 53. Oh, you're so close. Four. 52. 52. Well done. You are good at this, though. Blimey. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um... I am. Don't mean to toot my own horn. <laughs> Why not, eh? Um, Why not? J- you'll know this one. Dolly Parton. Jolene, 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 Jolene. All my impressions sound the same, <laughs> if you've noticed. Uh, um, what I do know about Dolly is that she is... Fabulous. Fabulous and hilarious. And she's in her yes. 70s, I think, but I don't yes, know exactly. Yes, she is. 74. Very close. It's 75. Ah, uh, she looks she's very, amazing. Yeah, she's absolutely incredible. She's such a great woman she is isn't she she's yeah really inspirational um and so talented yeah uh okay let's go to kevin costner i mean i've just written down people i used to fancy when i was a teenager basically (laughs) (laughs) jolly pun kevin costner and damon alban yeah yeah okay in that order kevin costner i think 64 very close he's 66 66 oh god yeah God, and what it, what is worrying is that I realised that all the people I fancied when I was a kid, um, you know, like early teens, were basically the same age as my dad. Oh, really? <laughs> anyway. My first crush was um, Magnum P.I., so he is the same age oh, as my dad. And my dad had gorgeous. a moustache and dark hair, so God knows what that means. <laughs> okay, this is a bit of, you know, a bit of a random one. Michaela Strachan. <sighs> Ooh, Lovely Michaela Strachan. Michaela, who just doesn't really ever change, does she? No, she um, hasn't aged, actually. No. <laughs> she's got the elixir. Whatever she's having, it suits her. Um, I, ooh, she's probably 50s. Yeah. Uh, 55. 54. You're so good at this. Oh. Paul Young. Wherever I lay my hat. 
<laughs> that was either Paul Young or Louis Armstrong. <laughs> or somebody from the Muppets. That's my home. <laughs> to be honest, it was like he was in the room, Suze. <laughs> I didn't tell you. Paul, thanks for being us. <laughs> He's going to be... I, he 60? A bit older. Two. A bit older. <laughs> 65. Yes. 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 <laughs> She's channeling Paul Young. Uh, Who's she going to channel next? <laughs> I'm going to channel the Australian bombshell. What's her name? Okay. Uh, Kylie. Oh, okay. Do a bit of Kyle. I should be so lucky, 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 lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was me doing Kylie. Beautiful. I know exactly. Now, Kylie is another one where I actually know her birthday Doesn't because she was born the same day as my gran, which is May the 28th, and she's 10 years older than me, 68, so she's uh, nearly 53. Oh, my goodness, Esther. I mean, it's great, but terrifying that you know this stuff. <laughs> uh, and It's such a waste of my brain. How about Yaz? Do you remember Yaz? The I only do. way is up. I can't do an impression of her. <laughs> it's okay. That's uh, Paul Young. <laughs> With Louis Armstrong. Uh, Yaz. Uh, oh, probably 50s again. 57. Tiny bit older. Eight. Tiny bit older. <laughs> Nine. Tiny bit older. 60. Ding! <laughs> yep, she's 60, which I, yeah, I mean, that was a huge 60. song. The Only Way Is Up. Oh my gosh. And she was just so cool. Yeah, so cool. She looked fabulous. Um, and she probably still does. I just haven't Googled her face. Uh, okay, I've got one more. Okay. Well, it's just because I like them massively. Erasure. Um, Andy Bell, the singer from Erasure, who were a massive band for me in the 80s and 90s, and they're still going. And I think he's got they a phenomenal voice. I've tried to discover a little something to make me... Oh, baby, refresh... Paul, that's not your song. Just back off, okay? Go and lay your hat somewhere. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. Um, I oh probably fifty-seven. Esther, he's fifty-six, but yes! I mean <laughs> fifty-six. Close enough. Close enough for jazz. Esther, well done. Um, you scored some number on the inaugural round of How old? Well done. How old? Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Round of applause. It's time for an ad break. Strap yourselves in. I'm Kylie Napkins, national treasure. You may remember me from... Actually, I can't remember anything I've been in. Not for ages. Anyway, buy this life insurance I'm advertising, because you will die. You know, you threw this out there and said, would you be interested? And I thought, oh, how lovely, you know. And I get to see Susie again, who I haven't seen for ages, and Esther, because, you know, we have chatted quite a lot, haven't yeah. we? But it's it's lovely. It's just, I was so thrilled to be asked. Oh, uh, really, seriously, you know, it's just felt very honoured. <laughs> we were honoured, so... you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Today's guest is Melanie Hamilton. Melanie has taken a leap so many times in her life, making changes that a lot of us would be scared to do. From upping sticks with her family and moving to France in her 40s to deciding to follow her heart's desire and become an actress in her late 50s. 
Melanie is definitely someone who feels the fear and does it anyway. As women in our early 40s, and this episode is time for getting on a bit, Susie and I were keen that the guest be a little bit older than us. Someone who we find inspiring, lives their life to the fullest and doesn't necessarily follow convention. And that is most definitely Mel. We wanted to speak to her about getting older. Things she's learnt would pass on to her 40-year-old self and how she decides to make these big changes. At certain stages of your life, I think we go through, we get to crossroads, don't we? And I think I think I certainly got to a crossroads in my 40s. And I've thought about this long and hard, actually, because... Um, in my 40s that was a conscious decision but it was more of a family decision and we we up sticks we thought Christ you know time's moving on what do we really want for our family got two young boys and uh, we'd always wanted to experience living abroad so we moved we moved lock stock and barrel bonkers but we did it and I don't have any regrets about that we moved to France and we spent six years there And we ran a holiday letting business. My husband was a farmer in a previous life. So we had a, we had a sort of like um, a little small holding and he did grew veg and stuff. And um, I'm right back there now. Um, But uh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And, and, we, we got accepted. It took us a time to get accepted, but we got accepted by the local people and, and, and to have that experience to sort of get under the skin of a country, not just visiting it mm. and going to visit all the, the highlights, but actually, actually learning a bit about the country and the people and how they tick and a different culture. And what, a, what an amazing experience. And the boys, they came back bilingual. It was mm. just fantastic. It wasn't financially very um, per- profitable, but um, it was I, I don't regret it. And, and it would have been something that I would have questioned later on thinking, oh, what, you know, what if we'd done that? I wonder what would have happened had we actually sort of taken bull by the horns and gone for it. And we did. Mm. Um, and I don't have any regrets about it at all. And in fact, my eldest um, son, Simon, he's, he's always said they were, the, they were the happiest years of my childhood. He said, I, I remember them so fondly. Mm. Um, so that was that was a biggie that was a real biggie to 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 do that um was it something because you said it was in your 40s was that it was in my 40s it was and I think it was I both for me and my husband he was we just both felt we were on a treadmill really I think mm. and I think we had to just it was just lovely to be able to just think well we can do this what's stopping us what's actually stopping us you know and and that's the thing I think if you have something that you desperately want to do what's at the only thing really that's stopping you is you Mm. you can do these things you know Mm. you've got to you you know if you have a passion it's a the passion creates an energy and that energy is is it it pushes you forward and okay does it matter if you fail as well that's the other thing does it really matter it doesn't because you can always change tack you can always and you'll always learn from it there'll always be something from that experience that you can take and 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 you know um use doing something else it's it's never ever wasted in fact you learn far more from failing don't you than you do absolutely absolutely and I think it's quite interesting because Susie and I are in our early 40s now and and I think lucky you <laughs> thank you for saying that because there is that feeling of like everything you, you start to tick different boxes and there's there's a real thing in society about I, I remember talking to somebody on the playground once and her saying oh my friend 
was 39 and she was on Tinder and she was getting loads of hits or swipes and she hit 40 and they just sort of stopped. And there's this real feeling that, um, you know, that society tells you once you're over 40, people aren't interested in you. I think that's changing a lot at the moment. I think that's brilliant. But I think also there's an association with people doing what are deemed by society crazy things once they're over 40 and it's a midlife crisis but I don't think it is I think it's an awakening no. I think it's a review and you go, it is what do and I don't want? exactly and don't you think that getting older I think it can galvanize you into action yeah I think that's what it does and that's that's a fantastic thing yeah I really do you know yes yes that's the reality of the situation we we are here for a limited time only you know yes. <laughs> we, yeah. have, we have a limited time on this earth and we have to we have to make the most of it you know yeah. and I think that's the that's the thing I think it's being true to you mm. listening to that inner voice you know what is it that makes me tick you know and, and as women think you know we are so used to having to look after um, nurture and then when your children are, have got to a certain age then it's it's potentially you know sadly parents you know we're having to yeah. then do the caring role with parents and you know we, we we lose sight of actually where our goals are and what what we would like to achieve and I think what 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 pushed me into leaving my job which I ended up coming back to the UK just very quickly we we came back to the UK my husband my um, marriage folded sadly but we came, we came back and I had to get a job. So I, I did um, a crash course as secretarial. I had to put food on the table. I was a single mom, got two boys. And I just went, did various jobs in um, uh, British Heart Foundation, local council, state agency. <laughs> and then ended up in the NHS where I, where I work quite happily um, in an administrative role for about 10 years, which was fine. And, uh, you know, managed to get a bit of money behind me and then got to that point where I just thought, sitting at my desk and I suddenly thought, is this it? Yeah, you know, and the realization that hit me, and it was such a like a bolt out of the blue. This one, a real bolt out of the blue, and I just thought, well, my kids don't need me anymore. You know, they're pretty much you know flying the nest. Um, is this? I don't need to be here. That's it. I yeah. do not need to be here doing this job. I love the people I work with, but the job it was it was monotonous. I, I you know, I could do it with my eyes closed and I wanted a challenge. I wanted something new. Mm. And that inner voice that has been with me since my childhood, because this has been a, a passion, a, a real passion within me. And it wasn't for any reason that I was thought that I could be the next Olivia Coleman or anything like that. You know, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't duping myself into thinking that I could. I could be a successful actress. I just wanted to do it, yeah. to give myself that chance to enjoy it, to, to fulfill my need, um, you know, and to, to prove something to myself that I could do it and I could have fun and, and also to, to be within that lovely creative environment with those wonderful creative minds like you two. I mean, I, if I hadn't done this, I wouldn't have met either of you. I mean, it's just been amazing. And so I left my job. I literally, I just, I sat at my desk and I wrote my resignation letter. 
Yeah. What are you doing, Melanie? Nothing. nothing. Uh, no, yes, exactly. <laughs> I did. I exactly. And they did. And the girls, oh, they were lovely. And they sat there and I was just, I was grabbed this big grin all over my face like a Cheshire cat. And I walked out of the room into, into my boss's office and put it on her desk. And I came back and I stood there and I sort of went, I've just had my resignation in. <laughs> And they all looked at me like I was completely bonkers. But I think, you know, also, that was it. I just thought I felt so free. I can yeah. imagine. It so you had wonderful. the thought. You had the yes. thought you were going to do it. And then you literally did it right there and yeah. then. I oh, did that's it so right inspiring. There and then. That's so inspiring. I did it right there and then. Went back and talked to my boys and I said, look, your mum's having a bit of a bit of a moment and but they knew they'd always known how much I I missed it and how much I've regretted not having having done it Mm. and uh, they said mum go for it do you mind me oh sorry sorry. I was just saying do you mind me asking how how old you were when you made that when that bolt hit you at the table (laughs) in the NHS secretary's office (laughs) that's exactly the question I was just about to ask oh that's why we're hosting a podcast Esther (laughs) Oh, it was the ripe age of 57. So not long ago then. Uh, no, no, it was only three years ago. And the interesting thing was also, um, there's a, not, not only have I, have I met lots of really interesting people through, through um, pursuing this, um, but I also met my partner. So I met, we've been together four years now. So I met him through, through, uh, a local theatre, lace market theatre in, in in Nottingham, and the actors' workshop because he did some some tutoring there. So um, you didn't have that bolt till you were fifty seven, but you said that the acting was a passion from, and that inner voice was there from when you were a child. Did you want to do it before? Or oh my god, I'd always wanted to do it since I was the age of eight when I first went on a stage at school. And it was like coming home. And I know that's probably sounds a bit dramatic, but it's exactly it, it how was. we describe it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just standing on that stage and I thought, this is where I this is where I live. This mm. is my home. This is this is it, you know? And and um and I I've never lost that feeling every time I get on a stage. It it's a yeah it's an indescribable feeling it really is it's making me feel like, quite emotional actually it's, <laughs> I'm crying it, yeah, because we haven't yeah. been able to do that for so long yes and I think that's been simmering away inside me for years and and it's just reality and I I, I didn't have enough belief in myself when I was and I it's the biggest regret so if there are any youngsters out there that have this this ability you have to have ability you have to be able to do it mm. um and to have that have a, a, a recognition really that you've got something I th- you've got to go for it you've got to go for it I think it's important to to recognize it and I wish I had I wish I had and oh. it was I didn't want that to be a regret for the whole of my life yeah. you know once you get once you get past a certain point like you get married you have children you've you've got to start earning money you've got you've got yeah. two two mouths well I had two but you know more maybe um uh, you know you've got to you've got to you know feed you've got mouths to feed you've got you know you've got heating to bills to pay you know mortgages whatever you 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 then have to put all that aside and mm. and be realistic and so that my reality has lasted really up until my 50s to be honest I think now I'm at a point of of my life where I'm very fortunate because I do have a bit of money behind me. I worked bloody hard and I saved it, but I've got it, you know, behind me. 
so I can indulge myself a bit more. I suppose that's it. As you get older, I'm looking, I am looking back at a lot of the things that, that I haven't done. And I'm able to say, well, I can do it now. You know, I can go. And I, I have that freedom, I suppose. I've, it's freed me up a bit. Having a little bit of, of, of some sort of financial support. It's not, I haven't got a lot, don't get me wrong, but you know, I've got, a, I've got, and I don't, money's never been a motivator for me. You see, that's never been my, my modus operandi. I, I've always, it's always been, you know, um, it's always been this, I suppose. It's just following, following, you know, what, what, what floats my boat really. I think I would, I think if I was to talk to my to myself in my 40s now, looking down at myself, I would say nothing needs to be forever. If there's something you really want to do, make the opportunity present itself to you, I think. I've, I found something which um, was actually written by Wanda Sykes. Now, I'm, I, I don't know her. She's an American actress. She wrote, um, if you feel like there's something out there that you're supposed to be doing if you have a passion for it then stop wishing and just do it isn't that fantastic and I think that's what I would tell my 40 year old self people are drawn towards positivity mm. positive people you know if, if you feel negative about things I think oh no I don't think I can oh, I wish I could do that but oh, I don't think I can or you know now's not the time I think you know if you if you go for it and you you use a, a positive mental attitude I think you draw positivity to you um and it and it it's sort of like a self-propelling thing this probably should be our last question how would you define success I suppose my interpretation of it for me it's it's being true to myself it's um a, a striving for an inner contentment I suppose and and a and a and a, and a peace to feel happiness I think is is something that you, is it's not sustainable but I think to feel content to feel content that I've that I've 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 tried I've I've had a go being able to fulfill my passion I love that being true to myself just written it down I've written several things you've said down uh, Mel because I think they're absolute nuggets of um well joyous wisdom really Whenever I'm with you, Melanie Hamilton, I feel energised and alive and happy and positive. And I think you are such an inspiring person and I adore you. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a delight to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've had such fun. You have been listening to Limited Time Only. If you've enjoyed this episode, then why don't you share it with someone you think would enjoy it too? Please like, follow or subscribe so we can pop into your ears on a regular basis. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. Your glowing reviews will help to shape future episodes and help other people to find us. You can join the Limited Time Only Conversation on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us hello at limitedtimeonlypodcast.com. We'll be back for more next time. But But for for now... now... Don't you go changing, lady. Or man.